Welcome back. This is uh, the Unearth Yourself podcast, and we're on a new episode. Going to be talking about getting closure. You know, is it getting closure with our friends, our family, relationships, you name it, whatever. We're just going to be diving deep and kind of doing some archaeology, testing and discovering to see what really is the truth there. Do we need closure? You know, I have a lot to say on this topic, but just curious to bring it by you guys and what you're feeling or thinking. And what do you? And I know Courtney brought it up, so she probably has a lot to say too. But First of all, you sound like a radio host. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, yeah, your voice is really good for that. I'm having a fun time. Yeah, we like our radio voices. <laughs> Ricky and I. All tarps of different different vibes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess I have maybe uh, some alternative viewpoints because I do think that. Many a times people say that they want closure when in reality, I feel like they're looking for something from someone usually that they're mm. not going to get and that they need to give themselves. And they're usually like just not wanting to let that person go. And it feels like to me, there's a remnants there that they're holding on to by saying like, I need closure. And I'm sure that there are times where when you can't understand something, you actually need closure to like, okay, I understand. But other times I feel like people are just like, there's really not much to understand. And I think that they're just like wanting closure and it's more of an excuse, to like keep talking to somebody or keep rehashing something or like not mm -hmm. let something go. Just on that, I feel like there's definitely inauthentic closure for sure. Which, I'll be honest, a lot of people I can imagine bullshitting themselves like, oh, yeah, I need to go talk to my ex because we need to get closure. But when it's like, I don't know, can't speak for everyone, but I've seen it a time or two where it's like, no, you're just trying to see what doors are open, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever mm -hmm. the circumstance, God forbid, you know. But I, I feel strongly about this because I feel in my life, I can't say to every situation, but most people I find walk around in their day-to-day -day lives having no closure with many things, then I'm a very spiritual person that I find, and I can contest this to everything. Like, But like, everything has some purpose in your life. And some stories don't maybe get the full ending, but I think it's important for us to integrate what we got from certain things, you know? And I can speak for myself that there are definitely in my relationships like moments where I've had this closure moment and I won't even lie, I think God gets involved. But that's not because I'm trying to seek, I need to go get closure. And I've totally seen guys, I'm calling y'all out, you know, that they're like, no, I need to get closure. And then it's like, no, it's like authentically like peace like fixated on the new parts of life that need to like close this book so I can move forward in my life. If God allows it, you know, that's my two cents with that for now. But I feel like with closure, especially in relationships and in my experience, there's something about a whole lunar cycle that really has to go through a 30 day, 28 day cycle where you reset um, without that person. So if you're, if you're like freshly broken up or like you, you end a friendship um, for, for your own reasons or whatever have you, it's kind of like, I would even say if you leave a job and you start a new one, there's closure with the job totally. um, uh, that you have. And so, cause you have these habits and you have these emotions that you're used to feeling daily, you know? And I think that when you go through at least, you know, a lunar cycle or, you know, 30 days or so of being out of that emotional state, 
and out of you know having to show up for that person or whatever state of being that you were in when you were in that relationship is no longer needed. I think that that space allows you to process better because if you're like like the the bro that's like one or d- one day after the breakup, it's like you know, bro, I'm cleaned up, man. Like I'm gonna get some closure with this whole thing. Like, nah, bro, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're not. You're <laughs> actually like gonna make it worse. Or yeah. you're like you said, you're you're probably just trying to see which doors are open or unlocked. You know, and it's just it's, it's, just, it's true. I have seen a lot of, and I call it the puppy dog syndrome of just like, oh, I just you know they just get so attached, and it's not guys, it's girls too. But if you mm-hmm. will allow, if you're really, if you want closure personally, I think what Courtney's kind of saying too is like. You don't really need to get closure like person to person and have to talk through it all. And I kind of get that because sometimes you close yourself. And a process for me personally, anytime, especially in my relationships, has always been at least 30 days of not talking to that person, of again, divorcing from identifying with I'm this person's boyfriend and that's how my life is. That's who I am. You have to get rid of that identity. And I'm not saying it just takes 30 days. I'm not, you know, you can put your own timestamp on it. But it does take some period of time to go by mm-hmm. to have closure, a proper closure, where you've now let go of that identity, that old job you had, or whatever it was you needed closure from, and then you can re you can rehash it and be like, okay, I feel better about this whole situation now looking back, and I feel good about it. I want to talk to those people, my coworkers or ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend about everything. Yeah, I like that. And it sounds like you are really clear on your version of what closure looks like for yourself personally. And I think that's so great. Um, I personally think that closure is necessary um, with anything, whether you are ending a relationship or a job or whatever that is for you, fill in the blank. Um, And I think sometimes in some situations, it's good to have a joint closure. So Mm -hmm. um, I've known many relationships to have even like uh, ending the relationship ceremony you know and like coming together and totally celebrating what that they went through and then and actually like in a very like ceremonial special way like ending it like okay like we are this is our closure i think there's so many ways to go about that um with people and without and on your own and you know even like this time last year i was almost ending a job that i was working um one of my many hats that I wear is I do hair. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just switching a location where I worked. And even, I think there's also times when it's like, like allowing yourself to feel any emotions that come through with the closure also, I think is really important. Even when you're like, you want to close the door on whatever that is, whether it's the relationship or a job or what have you. Um, like, for me, part of my closure with ending this job um, was to allow myself to just feel whatever came up. Like, I was actually really looking forward to transitioning and, and having a new workspace. Totally. And I literally thought I would have zero emotion, like, at all. And I was like, no, I am done. I am complete. I am not happy here anymore. And I'm ready to move on. Totally. But there was still a piece of me that, that on a unconscious level probably there was an emotional attachment to the space right like it was mm-hmm. the first salon that i was working at when i very first moved to colorado right like it was a whole new beginning for me and and establishing new relationships with new clients and and i think 
you know, that was somewhere tucked away in my heart and I needed closure with that. And I think on a conscious level, I probably very easily could have ignored that and not let myself have closure. But like my way of having closure with that was like, I actually cried and I did not see that coming. Totally. And I was like, oh my God, like what? I am emotional. Like I actually like, am. there's parts of me that are like having a hard time letting go of this, even though it's what I want to do. So anyway, that's just an example of like something I experienced of like giving myself closure was just actually allowing myself to like cry about it and feel a little bit of sadness, but also feel excitement for moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little different than what I'm talking about because I'm specifically talking about it like with, a person and the reason i say that is because i feel like it gets really hairy because that Mm -hmm. feels really healthy and clean Mm -hmm. like okay Mm -hmm. i'm experiencing this i'm like allowing myself to feel and kind of go through this transition Mm -hmm. where it gets more like unhealthy or complicated is when you know like you're in a relationship and some like dude cheats on you Mm -hmm. and you're like telling your girlfriends like i just need to understand i need to have closure we need to sit and talk about it and it's just like at that point what are you getting out of this like truly what are you getting out of this and i and i i do think that there is like healthy closure kind of like what you were saying at the beginning like there's like Mm -hmm. an unhealthy and a healthy way um but then i also feel like there is closure that is really something that you need to give yourself and you're not recognizing that and instead you're like looking for answers in the other person as if that's somehow going to like change things or make things better uh, and I do think that there's like a wrapping up of things that can be done in like a really beautiful way like having a, an, a breakup ceremony or something like that mm-hmm. um, but then I also feel like when the thing was toxic to begin with like it might to, to expect it then to have like some healthy closure is probably asking a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what are you actually getting out of that? Is that actually good for you? Because sometimes it's not just like, I need closure and I'm going to hang out with them once. It's like, I need closure, I need closure. And you're just like constantly like, not constantly, but there's many times where you're having conversations and like you're seeing them and it's like in the name of closure, you know, and I've seen people do this and I'm just like, right. I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe you. Sorry, but um, I don't know. Like, have you guys had an experience? I I actually totally know what you're talking about. I don't know the terminology for this necessarily, but what what comes up for me when you say that is a lot of trauma bonding, Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of ego wits of trying to get your payoff. That's the best word I can use right now of just like meeting this person, trying to get closure and it never gets met. And there's these unmet circumstances where I've noticed and potentially with certain attachment styles, I've seen this in one aspect of life where people keep chasing each other, trying to get closure. Mm. And But when you're trying to start this new area of life, this story is not complete. This is not healed. This has not been integrated. And there's that cycle that, to be honest, like kind of what you're saying, I don't think it's effective to like, no, I need to get closure, especially, especially, especially if someone's cheated or something like that, you know, that's just fully inappropriate. That's in a circumstance where they need to clean their own crap up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> then maybe something can move on in, in a scenario. But I want to say this into what Casey was saying. I, I've had some of the most mystical experiences in my life where God has allowed me to get closure with people that I've had a lot of emotional tension with. And I think of it like a plant that we want to 
honor the life we gave to something, yeah. mm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And when we dishonor that experience, we're dishonoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people avoid even like it's really upsetting for me to look at because I honor even the worst things that have happened in my life. The worst things that have happened in my life have made me the strongest, more faithful and wiser parts of myself because mm-hmm. I went through that. What I find is people disassociate it. So it's almost like a plant and we just like clip off this thing of ours and like who cared about it anyway. It's like it helped me get mm-hmm. to this stage in my life. And I believe authentic closure is actually something that society needs way more than people think, mm. especially with their family, even people that have passed on. Mm. I've done a chorus called The Landmark Forum. I hope and people may or may not judge me, but I, I talk about it a lot. I'm going to keep promoting it because it changed my life. It is a little businessy and it is a little weird to some extent, but if you really get <laughs> past that and you enjoy and get involved in the whole work, There's people 65 years old with their parents deceased for two decades that are not in closure with Mm. what has happened to them. And they fester Mm -hmm. and they seem to keep manifesting in their subconscious mind with every interaction they experience. And until you write a letter, for God's sakes, to even someone that's deceased and gone Mm. full present closure with that, I've had, I'm not kidding, I have a relationship, a trauma bonding relationship that I really changed out of in 2020. And I did experience a a beautiful mystical experience. I like had a talk with them from a healed place, got closure, true, honest, soul closure, and walked out to a giant rainbow, Mm -hmm. not even BSing over like Boulder. And like that experience to both of our eyes is like an undeniable little ching, like like God with like a little wink in life or something that I felt was, wow, that was integrated. This story is closed. As we do astrology, I don't like bringing up tarot too much, but it's like the world card. Mm-hmm. It's a full integration of this story, even of a job, full integration that this is complete. It's fresh to move on. Like you actually enhanced because you've had closure. But what you're getting at, Courtney, to just finish off is like someone that that's total inauthentic bullshit (laughs) like they don't really want closure i've even been there once or twice where it's like you're actually just trying to get back at your own insecurity maybe that's being triggered or rubbed on or something like that and something that we talk about in this course that i'm in is like there's a certain wounding where you want like you just want people to recognize how they hurt you and sometimes i feel like It's never going to, I feel like they're looking for some satisfaction of like, you know, I fucked up. I miss you. I made a mistake. You know, they're looking for like them to say something really specific to like meet some unmet need. And I think it's Mm -hmm. like a lot deeper than like what was going on in the relationship. And I guess I just want people to reflect on why they want closure and what they want it about. And if they're looking for something or for someone to say something or do something, to make them feel a certain way when in reality, like it's not the same as like having a beautiful ceremony where you're together honoring, like putting out rose petals into the lake and like letting it go. Mm -hmm. Like it's a totally different thing when you're like, you did this to me. Like I want an apology. It's like sometimes, you know, sometimes that will help, but other times I feel like closure might disappoint you even more because you're going in with like these expectations for someone that maybe already hurt you and right. I feel like you're just going to kind of be let down. I feel like you're talking about forgiveness here. 
really ultimately on a deeper level mm-hmm. and and so i think like for sure and, and what i'm really hearing is like what is toxic closure what people might think is closure but it's actually not and like what's a healthy way to have closure but no it's just like it's with that forgiveness piece so it's like i think for some people on a level it's like okay well why do you want the other person to acknowledge how they've wronged you and you're desiring them to take ownership of that and apologize so what is that doing on a deeper level it's allowing you to forgive that person because they've recognized how they've wronged you and they've apologized for it but say that person isn't willing to even go there right and apologize because a lot of people a won't. lot of people or, or they won't capable not. a lot of people right. unfortunately aren't capable they're not yeah. capable yeah and not so i think it's like on you as that person on the other side looking it's like can you find the closure within yourself and forgive that person whether they recognize what they've done or not mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. and i think if you can get to that place within yourself like that is a really healthy way of finding closure in that situation you should also avoid toxic relationships yeah but like a lot of people <laughs> don't totally even know kidding. until they know also it does deal with um <laughs> yeah until they're their attachment styles you yeah. know yeah. so some people are avoidant some people are self-assured some we should do an episode dismissive. on this actually I mean, I'm, right. I'm full in favor yeah, well but these are the repercussions of someone's attachment style and the choice that you make in partnership when you decide to go be in a relationship with somebody, you know, and you understand, okay, this person's avoidant. Um, they're just going to like, you know. I'm fearful avoidant. Fearful avoidant, yeah. So, you know, if we look all four of them. And uh, depending on that, what Casey's saying is also we're getting expectations to receive an apology. I will say that I, I'm definitely a fan of closure. My dad was when he he... he the marriage that was after my mom. So he, when he divorced my mom, I was like four, he remarried when I was like five. So it was pretty quick. Um, that this woman, I mean, it's like his business, but she essentially ran out on us. Um, it was like after five years of marriage, she like stole money and just like married a cop. It was really crazy, crazy stuff. Totally out of nowhere. Yeah. My dad's been like, hammered by women in his life yeah um and it was just a horrible thing but years later i must have been like eight or nine years later she went through yoga training um and i think somewhere probably in california or something and she out of nowhere called my dad and apologized for everything and owned it 100 percent owned exactly what she did Mm -hmm and everything and for my dad even though he buried that and just like moved on that was some traumatic shit she stole Mm -hmm. our college fund what it was like it was thousands of dollars tens of thousands that's very upsetting it was it was the most screwed up thing you could do it wasn't just some breakup it was like straight up robbery and and then she set it up to where he he couldn't do anything about it it was like almost like identity theft where like it, it just was really crazy but the point is is it's she couldn't pay him back probably obviously but years later to call my dad out of nowhere and get clear with that shit. That's some karmic stuff like you hold on to and you do stuff like that. And it's whatever, man. People are desperate. People have their reasons at the time for what they do. Um, and honestly, we're probably speaking to somebody who feels like they've wronged other people mm-hmm. and feel like they're not closure, closed with that as well. And there are people out here who do wrong others and you want to change or maybe you are a changed person. You know, and it's like, who who needs closure with you? 
I mean, we all have wronged others. We are all like the victims and the perpetrators. And I have had friends. I have had weird stuff happen with friends. Like, and there's one particular friend that was such a big part of my life that just like disappeared on me. And I never got closure with it. Mm -hmm. And it still does bother me. And like, do I wish she would call me up and be like, I'm sorry and explain like, I would love that. I would love to understand. Like, this, it's hard for me not to understand things. Like, when people have behavior that doesn't make sense to me, it, like, really bothers me because I just, like, I need to, like, psychoanalyze everything. And when I can't grasp it, it's just, like, this weird anomaly that eats away at me. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to call her up and be like, I need closure and, like, I need you to tell me this and that because right. it doesn't feel like she has come to that like she hasn't reached that destination it's like like you can take the horse to the water but you can't make it drink it's like maybe you can like get what you want that person to say out of them but is like is it genuine is it fulfilling is it going to really create that closure and like you know maybe like you said like maybe it's just about me trying to forgive her and let it go on my own and if she does come back one day and explain and apologize I'll be better for it, but without it, like, you know, I, I need basically to let that go. Totally. Mm -hmm. I, I still believe this deeply, and this is part of my, like, life, like, this is a very spiritual part of my life, is every relationship's a mirror. And where we're not forgiving ourselves is where those things keep coming up for us. I had a really best friend, and he left me very shitty, to be honest. And it was like, I was leaving Texas and moving, he left me in a, it was terrible, just put it that way. And I was not complete because I hadn't talked to him for like two years. And this guy's my best friend. I told him everything. Like I would gab. Like I need that for like my own well-being. And you, you find that you, there's some people you won't get closure with, but you need to get closure with yourself with who they are in your book. Mm -hmm. Once you get complete with who they are in your book and you can respect that, then you're free. But don't get me wrong. There's natural inclinations of like, I miss this person. I wish I knew things. But I found... See, it's like a spiritual secret. It's like once you fully are in completion and detached from them needing to give you closure, something happens that mm -hmm. like comes into your field that's like, wow, I got a call with you. I've been thinking about you, pissed off for three years, and I love you and I forgave you, but like, damn. And then there's this whole mm -hmm. transfiguration that needs to happen, but there's like a lesson in the friendship or relationship. And like most people's wounds, I find are a dichotomy of like some dualistic nature to us that like it's always a key and a lock. And even back to what you said, like attachment, anxious. I had the most toxic, dysfunctional relationship as in an anxious, avoidant relationship. And here's this hamster wheel of stuff that, that, that was definitely taking place. But like I found that like actually all that, even the gunk, even the shit, if I may, was the feeling a catalyst. That was the catalyst. Mm -hmm. And what I just don't want people to do is because I've seen people do through, through aggressive relationships and they just, that never happened to me. That, that never happened. I don't give a fuck. It's over. And I, I actually really incentivize someone to get the message that God was trying to give you kind of thing. Get the integration because that was a reflection of you. That was a part of you in some way or form. I just, I just want to context like, yeah, we were dropping in for like just that little specific situation where someone's like, oh, we need to get closure, but it's not authentic closure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's obviously dealing with a relationship situation. And I've just seen that play out. 
if I may, I, I've also had a relationship where I just did not get closure. And the person was unfortunately pretty toxic and left in a very, uh, wow, okay. Like you didn't get closure from them participating sure. in exactly. it? Exactly. Okay. They, they they just walked out of my car kind of situation. Wow. Where, but they, like to be honest, it was kind of like, well, thank, take care. You know, uh-huh. yeah. and that was that moment of that book ending, and that felt okay and closure. And I have a like own little prayer, little ritual about it, and thank you, and like peace <laughs> out, you know. Mm-hmm. And that that was my ideal closure for that circumstance. I like the topic of going deeper on this because I just find that too many people are avoiding the depth of facing themselves where they need closure with themselves, mm-hmm. which is reflected in the relationship. The relationship's a piece of you in a way, and we've given up on a lot of people at least what I, I can't speak for everyone or all of you but like you know there was a time in my life i had all these books open of karma that i didn't clean up and there was a moment of transformation for myself to call a lot of people and get closure but authentic closure like you know like hey man you know that time where we like had that moment i just want to really acknowledge like you know that wasn't me being my best self or this this with this circumstance i never was complete with that yada yada and honestly but I love and respect and I appreciate you in my life and like I just hope we can move past that or something like that. It's taking ownership of a situation. The the this is part of the whole closure thing. And I mean, and I love what Casey shared and you know, I want to share that because uh there are jobs that I won't lie, I've spiritually had the same boss come mm. back in a different face but the exact same energy and i noticed maybe there's something i'm not complete with in this leadership mm-hmm. you know and it and I'm just tickling that idea but yeah where do i want to go with this i mean i feel like i've had so many different uh like situations with closure or not having closure in relationships um and i think i think for me like having someone actually take ownership and explain where they're coming from or what acknowledge Mm. that has been helpful for me um but i've also been in relationships where there was no ownership and there Mm. was complete like um oblivion and like turning it around you know Mm. like blaming yeah and and so i just yeah i've had like both yeah and so i'm like I think with one of my, you know, longer term relationships very early in my life, um, and I was cheated on, and it, I don't think I actually got full closure until later in life. Like, mm. like so I think sometimes it takes a little time. Like, it's not yeah. like you're like, okay, we're going to talk about this and close the door and, mm-hmm. and I'm complete. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think there also might be a level of healing involved yeah. with closure that is such a good point and that's kind of what i was like mentioning earlier a little bit when i started talking about like looking for that person to recognize how they hurt you Mm. i feel like it's coming from an unhealed place and even when that person even if they do recognize it's like i feel like there's still oftentimes resentment there or it's like not really the food that you need you know mm. what i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's like i actually food. have to have time like <clears throat> that helps for yeah. sure that helps if they truly meant mean it but just because like let's say that boyfriend apologized to you for cheating like are you really gonna be over that no you know what i, I mean? wasn't and he did apologize that's the thing he took full ownership 
Um, but it was like, how do you get over that though? Exactly. Right. Like it takes time. Exactly. So that's, that's a tricky thing. And then I was just sitting here thinking as you were talking, I'm like, what does closure actually mean? Yeah. Like what does that actually mean? drop. (laughs) Let's define it. What do you think it means? Yeah. I mean, what comes through for me is like this feeling of like pure completion of like, there's no activated feelings of like anger or resentment or bitterness um it's like you feel it, there's like a pureness there of just like a, a peace like a level of mm-hmm, peace mm-hmm. yeah okay I think, wait yeah. i love what she just said yeah mm-hmm. it absolutely makes sense to me because i've i felt that and for me and uh, her and i being in a relationship that was actually something we talked about early on mm-hmm. we asked questions about our previous partners mm-hmm. and i remember asking casey things like are you do you have closure with all your mm-hmm. partners all the have you tied up those loose ends emotionally? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what closure does look like, is being able to think of a something and not be triggered by it emotionally at mm-hmm. all anymore. Mm-hmm. Truly right. being genuine. And I actually dealt with that as well. Mm-hmm. I, I was more recent with someone before Casey was with someone. So, like, whatever duration, period of time. And I was explaining to her that, yeah, I actually feel really good about that situation. Mm-hmm. I actually feel complete. And I had already had a... Um, and again, everyone's timetable is different, but... From my last fling, if you will, or somebody I was dating, it was one whole year, basically, mm-hmm. um, that I had experienced just just being single and just not having anything. So that that may be a little extra time for some people, but that that was enough time for me to truly be closed with that. I'm definitely past. I mean, multiple seasons have happened since that experience, right. mm-hmm. um, but I think definitely what closure means is is that and. And I would love somebody else to to chime in. However, I did remember what I was going to say earlier, which was <laughs> coming from Get the perspective it, of what he said earlier about being the guy to give the uh, to to receive the phone call. Or, I'm sorry, give the phone call. Initiate. Um, and it, it's we have to ask ourselves who is listening that maybe needs to get closure with someone that you have to do that. Like right. you have to initiate. Like who? Where did? You Maybe you that, make right. a mistake. What's that? <laughs> I said you did not wear that right. Well, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to say basically I'm, I'm the perpetrator. Down, the perpetrator, somebody who maybe made a mistake in the relationship, somebody who made the mistake in the relationship. Are you owning that mistake? Mm-hmm. And uh, who can you give a phone call to? Who's on your list of like, I, I need to get cleaned, cleaned up mm-hmm. with this and cleared out right. with this because I have personally received phone calls from Ricky, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, uh, no, we always do. We always talk if about there, stuff. If there's, like, any, if there's a little bug, I squash it. With yeah, and, and, like, yeah, and like, but I'm just saying, I've received phone calls from other people, and it, ha- it feels fucking good. Can anyone actually think of a time where someone out of nowhere called you, feels so good. and and it's just like, hey man, by the way, when this happened, there's, I feel yeah. like I reacted a certain way, and I just I think about it now, and I just want to apologize. Somebody just you know did that recently. We just with me. had it with a roommate or something. To be honest with you, these are pure purifying moments and i i literally feel pure of heart clean mm-hmm. like light as a feather mm-hmm. oh, like you know i really feel that in internally and i'm not think like you know we lo- we can look at like some love relationships get piled up in a huge thing and then there's a closure but i actually notice like we go through seasons i don't i think there's a spectrum i might have a soul contract with somebody and go through multiple closures yeah, actually yeah, and yeah. and there and there and there's some part of that that may or may not be true depending because i'm just like hey we we cleanse that but like you know they might be into even bigger scenarios depending on what the scenario is 
that you're triggered by or whatever it is. But like, that's the freaking part that relationships are happening. It's a classic Tony Robbins quote. Like they're happening for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. All your triggers are serving you to be the catalyst for you to know more about yourself. And so I've people been like completely unworkable. <laughs> completely Been there. insane you know and and that also is like well what dylan's saying and this is probably uh there's no excuse for you to be the victim in your book mm -hmm. you can always take accountability of circumstances yeah. and even when someone's totally being poopy uh and like you know <laughs> and not taking accountability what well, you need to come and forgive me no that's where you take accountability and you protect your energy if you will and know where you meet on that. And and that's taken me a while to figure out, but I can I definitely condone like, you know, it might take a year, it might take two years, it may take a week. Sometimes it can take tens of minutes. You know, it depends on what it is. And know? someone came up to me just the other day, it sounds so random and I think this brings up another point, which is someone came up to me, we're playing pickleball and he's a friend, he's a buddy or whatever, I see him out here. He came up to me, he's like, Hey man, I just you know, I just wanted to apologize for, for last week. I'm like what apologize for what i have no clue and yeah and and he's like well man i just feel like i hit the, i hit the ball to you and you said something and i i joked and i i didn't mean what i said i just forgot what the joke was and i was like mm. no dude i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> no. genuine but he's like and he goes, you're not just saying that i'm like no no i don't know what you're talking about and i definitely <laughs> don't want you to feel like i think of certain a certain way about you and so uh, it's almost like where are we with uh, a roommate friend of ours uh just experiences where yeah. they're victimizing themselves thinking they're the perpetrator oh, yeah. when they're not even they're not doing anything wrong with with a relationship totally. but they feel they take ownership over shit that they're not even doing anything wrong about like that guy was genuine and i'm like man i would never want you to feel this way like you know and i'm a pretty easygoing guy maybe it's just like mars and cancer like you can like shove me over and i'm like cool i just do whatever like, i don't actually <laughs> care like i literally or like i'll lose a game or that, don't care. that guy in a whatever the weird sense of spectrum of life literally had to get complete with someone like you a random stranger and how he feels like he wronged somebody mm -hmm. you know and you might be the one little little, little, little jigsaw puzzle that helps him get complete with more other things yeah. you know so who knows but it's a game of pickleball it's a little mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah so good. i kind of wanted to touch on something you said earlier dill which is like getting closure in relationships kind of before you go on to your next one because i definitely felt like it took me a good six months to fully get closure or like yeah i think six months or at least a few months on my previous relationship and i kind of want to do another episode on this but i'm friends with my exes so i'm, I'm really curious if you guys think that that's like a possible or I feel not. like Gem Gem gemini's just know how to do that i don't know how to do that I'm, like i'm on good terms with all of my exes there's I, and it's not like we're buddies like talking yeah. and hanging out every day but like there's no hard yeah. feelings there's yeah all yeah well we should do a I feel like we should do a whole episode about that because I feel How like to be that friends can be. With your ex. But that's also like <laughs> yeah. that's like part of closure too. It I is think. Part. totally. But also having boundaries. Like there's one ex in particular that like I actually have zero desire to ever talk to again. Mm -hmm. right. But like if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, hi. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't be like, let's go grab a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No. Like, fully get that. I, I, <laughs> no. I think like, far away. Wait. I want to finish my con idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So basically, I felt like when I entered into my current relationship. 
I had had a lot of time to have closure and to heal and to be on my own and like at peace and detached, which is the word you used earlier from what was in the past. But my partner like had recently gotten out of a relationship and every time we talked about her or something came up with her, it was so full of energy. Mm, he's activated. Yeah, he was so activated. Right. He was like anger and resentful and like all these feelings. And I'm like, I kept trying to explain to him and he kept like denying it, but I kept trying to explain to him like the fact that you have so any emotion or like so many emotions or this intensity of emotion, whether it's like positive or negative or whatever is kind of like irrelevant just the fact that you feel so much still to this day when talking about it is an indication to me that there isn't closure and like we open something like we kind of built on top of something that was already like open and festering you know it's like i don't know i just that bothered me as like the recipient or like the other side of the relationship with somebody without closure so it's like even the fact that like you don't have closure over something can spill into and affect like relationships with mm -hmm. other people around you because they can feel they can feel that you haven't like let something go. I want to push back on that unless you know. No, I was just gonna say I yeah. love that you just ended that with let something go because the whole time you were talking, I was like, that is another component of closure is letting something go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's waving goodbye. Mm hmm Happily. Yeah. Like, at, that's like a scary thing but like to lovingly blissfully buy like yeah you know, like which you don't have to be to, happy well but like with love uh, i think that's the right word with love with because love. like happy means I mean, like you're like excited like that I might would, be a little bit too intense the word usage i understand what you're saying but definitely it can be blissful it blissful, doesn't need it doesn't need to be with love yeah and and like for example i love what you said not to fully disagree with it i hear what you're saying because honestly when someone's not complete with something and they're starting the same thing i notice it just clones it yeah. just clones the relationship mm. with something at least for that person you know but there's an element of life that you have to move on you know That's i'm going to tell you this right now i'm still emotional about my cat that passed away two years mm. ago. I look at a picture of him and I want to cry and I love Aww. him so much. But that doesn't mean I don't love my current animal, not just as much, you know? And then I'm like incomplete. I've made closure with that, but I still have a lot of emotion. I, maybe I'm just an emotional person, but like I literally <laughs> just, I connect with every book is secular and loving mm. to every other book, just as separate as it is. But I'm also someone that gets on the court with myself and gets complete to the fullest ability that I can. So I can literally look at a relationship and know there was a ceremony and very recently in my life, like, you know, positive, beautiful, loving closure. And yet still like feel emotions about those things like i think it's our own insecurities that can weep out of us of it's like no i need to be completely emotionally detached from that situation <laughs> that's dead to me it's over you know and it's just kind of like that's a part of my life you know i've had exes why do you have old pictures of people you cared about in high school why do you have a painting they painted you that's fucking weird and i'm like they were a beautiful part of my life. This is my mm. high school sweetheart's paintings you made of me. What the fuck? You got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. Are you not the number one person in my room? Because you are, unless you don't believe that. Yeah, I but, guess the object matters, though. But, but, but Some it's, loving pictures of y'all together. I mean, it's on his but, wall. Like sex toys. Uh, from okay, okay, yeah, okay, I totally get it. There, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, no. no. I definitely can tell there's a limit on that. I can totally hear what you're saying. Circumstantial. But I'm never... No. I, I'm speaking in an honorable way, like... 
it's it's like i'm not i don't i'm we don't need I, you to disown your past right but when you're still like fired up about something it's like that's the key word right. well, it's like triggered people, fired up. i get that i'm like you're I, no, not over it I get and that. it feels weird that you're in a relationship with me when you still have that many feelings about this other person wait and 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 to ricky's point too but it's to co- combine your points together everyone's timetable is different and the second part about time because i always say time heals like if you really want to just clock the hour put a timer on and be like in the next hour you're gonna feel a little bit better like i don't know about that time heals one one, and two is total intention like i need to write a letter whatever it is you have to do like just get complete with it even if it's not with that person like you were mentioning way way earlier which is like that person may not be ready to apologize blah 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 but it's just like at least you be like okay maybe i am not complete make ownership i'm not complete with it you're right i've gotten this relationship fast and but i still love you very much and i still want to make this work kind of thing like that would be the appropriate response i think for someone who Mm -hmm. did just leave a relationship and maybe try to make amends yeah and realize and be honest and just be transparent and you love that person right where they're fucking at and that's the whole point of love but but the best part is that they own it and there's time every day that goes by is better but then also the intention of like hey you know what maybe that's just still triggering for me and can you help me with this process and that's so much better than just like avoiding it i love that you said that and i think also this, you talking brought up another um, key point for me is like there's probably a lot of people out there that don't realize they haven't had closure mm-hmm. just like you were oh, talking yeah. about mm-hmm. right it's like so maybe some signs if the listeners you know can just pick up on it, it's like okay if, are you when you think about an ex like or whatever a job or whatever have you like and you're feeling that activation right like mm-hmm. you get fired up or you just used to have really strong feelings like different from what Ricky was talking about like of course like we're still going to be emotional if it was something right like that mm-hmm. affected us so deeply and sadness might come up like that's different it's like a fe- it's like that triggered feeling like that like uh, you know like the angst the or, angst yeah, yeah. And so i would just say like if you're someone who notices charge. that that <laughs> charge comes mm-hmm. up for you then maybe you're not there's not closure and i also noticed like cuz i didn't when i was, went into this podcast i was kind of really like zoomed in on a specific scenario but when you start talking about like closure after a job it made me think about this time in Australia where um, I was let go and um, it was honestly really good. Like it was what I wanted. I knew it was like in alignment. Mm -hmm. I was like teaching English on the side. I was hustling, doing that. And that's what I loved. And so I was like stoked to be able to do that full time. And yet there was like this horrible like morning, like for a whole Mm -hmm. week I sat around and watched TV and I like, I embraced it, but I also kind of, like, criticized myself a little bit. I was like, I wanted this. Like, why am I Mm -hmm. sad right now? Like, why am I experiencing this? It was just, it was super confusing to me. Um, But it's, I feel like it's helpful to think about, like, this is how I'm getting closure about this experience. Because I think sometimes when people use that word, we don't actually think about it Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, other relationships that we have with with things you know like whether it's the place that you used to live or like a roommate you used to have or a mm-hmm. thing that you used to do it's like you have a relationship with that thing mm-hmm. yeah totally. i like that you brought that up yeah and it's like i think that's important to share with the listeners out there because it's like it's so important to allow yourself the spaciousness to feel that morning with whatever it is um because there's like a level of completion so that you can fully 
enter into that next mm-hmm. partner job right fill in the blank um so then do you think that if my boyfriend was like feeling still charged about mm-hmm. his ex that he's less fully aware like less fully present with me then i think that he could i think yeah yeah i think that if he can complete that he can be more fully him for you mm-hmm. and not saying that he's not I, i'm not saying that he loves you any less or anything like that i'm just saying like if there's still that energy there like that that's hold in a way like holding parts of him back mm-hmm. parts of I himself think. yeah parts of himself that may or may not be integrated mm-hmm. that you know even myself i've had to like let's say a new relationship had started at one point in time and i was like hey i'm really excited about this but like there is a point where i will say i actually need to kind of get complete with this book first Mm -hmm. to honor the new book that Mm -hmm. wants to start you know and i and I'm, i'm taking accountability for myself in that circumstance speaking into the hearts of many people that i know that may or may not be there so i don't know if that's in this scenario but like you know it definitely is i need to be fully present and I'm a fixed, I believe in fixed energy being like, I'm, I'm into, I'm, I'm complete here and I'm not fragmented, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, just, I think that's, I think that's important, but sometimes I think that can happen along the way too, because I don't think For that, sure. I don't I've think already that, seen it happen along yeah, the way. Yeah. Like in, in, life is infinite in this way, but like, you know, I have had people call me in the middle and I got closure with an ex unexpectedly, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. And that integration came and almost was like kind of a gift mm-hmm. into the relationship. I was, it was like a newfound appreciation, so mm-hmm. to speak. So, well, nobody wants to be a rebound, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. I'm a rebound, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I, I actually, no, I'm missing. Uh, don't say that. I consciously, <laughs> when I date, I usually try to find women that are out of a relationship for at least a year. That was my own, but that's my me trying to reason with closure. Dylan actually. is really picky, guys. This he is needs Virgo. everything perfect. It's Virgo oh, coming out. Jesus. You must be single for one year. Exactly. Listen. Five <laughs> hours and five minutes. Yes. Well, it's like 60, a year or seven more. Seconds. I mean, <laughs> a year or more. Like. Yeah, like Casey was single. I mean, she was single for a while. Like, she hadn't been in a relationship. You know, dating is normal, but. He it's goes like, with like his checklist I, of dates, there, and there, he asks him questions let, like secretively. Let me back up my boy Dylan right now. Let me back up my boy. You don't get in a relationship with someone's like, yeah, I just broke up the next two days ago, like you know, or whatever. You don't want that, but well, one year, yeah. like, but yeah. it, I get a year. Well, Relax yeah, a little it should bit. be. Well, that, that's his process. That's his resonance. Four that's seasons. his like that. That's where he feels like I've fully like come into full new Dylan. Maybe that's where yeah. I want to integrate. I don't know. I don't, no, I Dylan, yeah. that's his thing. He wants all yeah. four seasons. Like he, that's his cycle thing: the moon, so, the lunar cycle, and the year cycle. All the seasons. The Mars Cancer. I like it. I think it's a great. So, some people method. I just it's a very Virgo. Totally. Yeah. I I, I want to say this because I want to wake up people or speak into the heart of people though that are on the I'm not ready closure level. They've already had some area of closure or they don't want closure. And mm-hmm. this is an energy I like to call sloth, where now you're using energy to not move forward. Mm. Very tricky scenario. Um, and that is, you know, we have the tarot thing up, but it's literally the world card at the top end of the fool kind of vibe. It's literally like, I don't want this book to end. So I'm going to live in this story for a decade. 
I've done that reading a book, actually. I'm living in this story for a decade. (laughs) I'm not complete. They didn't love me. I didn't blah, blah. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be unempathetic. I'm very empathetic with this. But we live and we we get addicted to our own suffering or victimization. Not myself, but a lot of people I've met in my life. That they're actually, you can call in 10 minutes and get closure. Mm. You can end that. You don't need to wait. Uh, five years, ten years, a year, six months. To be honest, I've had people love extremely deeply to my soul and back and know in a spiritual contract of closure with myself to ready to begin anew sooner than I even thought possible. But in, in however you might feel or interpret that for viewers back there, I really want to say, like, I used to be the person, like, I need two years to, like, cleanse this before I move forward. And actually, like, I believe life starts now, you know, and that's something I think where people need to wake up where it's like, you don't need to linger on that or keep talking about or obsessing keyword, especially over like X, X uh, divorce or whatever the circumstance that was it that was done. That's over. You start a new now. And that's, I think, where you get closure with yourself. Boom. Anyway. And, well, think about so many things that you've got closure with already and you don't. You know, think about some X like three X's ago, and you know, and you think about it. Oh man, there's nothing emotional about that. You know, and it's kind of, and it's not about like I was saying about a year or whatever. It also depends on the person and whether they do work on themselves, which is another criteria for dating. But if they're working on themselves, then they're probably consciously aware of the fact that they're not emotionally closed or you know full or complete with a particular relationship in the past. So mm-hmm. that's also a thing. So when you're out there dating and Two things. A, when you yourself aren't close, felt closure with someone that you were just with, you probably should maybe feel that maybe that's affecting your dating ability is is genuinely not having that closure. And then secondly, if you are looking to date somebody else, really getting curious. And, and again, and some people get really dark on this, but they want to know about your ex. They want to know about your, your relationship in the past, whatever. I'm kind of guilty of that, actually. Dylan Suggs, um, guilty. I, really, I get Scorpio deep. Energy. I like to ask so many like, well, okay, now how'd that feel? Um, but it's just in a way because I protect, it's a way of pr- protecting my own heart. Like, am I, am I ready for my heart to open up completely to this individual? Mm-hmm. And are they ready to receive that? Because I, I come in deep, and and fast and i'm like all right well th- that is what it is got yeah i i love that i mean that every, that's a good stream of like everyone's connection to this you know and if you don't feel like that's valuable to you like you need to honor yourself too i i tell people the astrology thing if you got venus and cancer you do need to wait a whole lunar cycle i don't give a fuck we'll <laughs> wait a whole 28 days because you're going to take the hardest and longest to get over it and if you don't do that and I'm like almost diagnosing that with my glasses and a little like sheet of paper, you know, because like the, everyone has a different process to like where mm-hmm. they've actually integrated. And as long as it's authentic to start anew, I think that that's where we get to be fresh and be a fool to a new experience. Just have to use that. Yeah. So I guess the last thing I'd want to say, kind of going back to what you were saying before, Ricky, was just sometimes people, I think, are a little bit addicted to the suffering. And so they will bring, they will avoid closure in certain circumstances because it leaves this thing to still kind of consume and like think about. Um, And there can be an addiction to that, even though it can feel and be a negative experience. So anyways, if that is something that you kind of notice about yourself, um, maybe there's a lot of things that you feel like you need closure on, but 
maybe it could be worthwhile to ask yourself, like, do you actually want closure? And if not, then why not? Um, but yeah, let's talk about some practical tools for this whole topic. I, I want to prompt uh, one thing. Mm-hmm. Please take it away. But like, what prompt one thing? I'm, I'm seeing a Tony Robbins thing pop up in my head. It's like, so for those that don't think they might need closure is that you might be missing out on some of the best parts of yourself that you want to really integrate and look back on. And if even that's intimidating, you have my courage and love to you that like it is worth every drop to give the time and energy. And even if you call someone and it doesn't bring you peace and the way they react to mm-hmm. what you want to get closure with, you will get peace because you showed up into the mirror of who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that, prompt that within the practical steps we can mm. share for integrating That is a that. great practical step. Like no. even if if you really desire to seek closure and want to talk to somebody like recognizing that the closure comes from you making that step and just being open, but not have any expectations or attachment to what the other person responds with. I think that's like the most important thing because people will always disappoint you at some point in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you are attached to that and to their response for healing, you might be waiting forever. And so I think that's a really good practical point to make. Number one. Okay. Anyone else have any? So I had a relationship prior and I think that this example can bring up other ways you can find closure. But in some cases, I will say in my situation, I was already, I already had closure in this previous relationship. So I was already moved on. However, this particular person was guilty of doing something wrong in that relationship, which really didn't actually cause the end of it. It was just something brought up after it was already ended. So it was this weird thing. She was holding on to guilt. She told me about it. And then I acknowledged it, was even more thankful that she told me because I'm like, cool, I can, like, even though we already ended things, I can now get over this quicker because it's, it's like, great, you're guilty of these things. I shouldn't ever be dating somebody like you if you were doing something like this, right? Broken trust. Mm. It was four months later, out of nowhere, she had reached out and wanted to just have a phone call. And I think that it's also important, I was on the receiving end of someone who needed closure. So there might be actually people out here who are on the receiving end. Maybe you don't need closure, maybe you're done with something, maybe you feel complete, but there's someone out there who's incomplete with something that they've done, they wronged you, or they did something you know that was just out of line, out of, across your boundaries. And I would just also say, be open to receiving a call be open to receiving their apology you know because that was that was that case where she had she apologized we had a great conversation i felt even more complete i thought i was already complete but then like that helped even more closure completeness to happen so that was great too however i know for sure she needed that in order to move on in life. I mean, she really needed to know I wasn't hurt, was that it. I was complete, and she was holding on to it. So just as much as we're saying, like, you should reach out for that closure, I think also um, if you want to give an opportunity to people to, to get closure with you too, there's there's so much about this that I think we're, we're getting into, and that's the whole point of the podcast. I really like that you share that because sometimes for people, part of getting closure is having the other person hold that space for them to just share and apologize. Right. Like you said, like she needed that to find closure within herself. And like, granted, if you weren't open to that, 
like she could have found other ways. So like for the listeners out there who are like, well, I don't have that person who's even willing to jump on the phone and have a conversation with me. Cause like you said, Dylan, like you had already found closure. Right. But like, say you hadn't and you were bitter and resentful and like completely unwilling to even talk to her. Like for a listener out there who might be in a similar situation, it's like, how can you find a way without having that conversation to find closure with yourself? And I think it's great that you held the space for her to share. You guys were able to complete that. Um, So yeah, I would maybe like to share some ways where people can find that within themselves if the other person isn't willing to have the conversation. I I think one practical thing, and it's literally what you said, Casey, is Mm. forgiveness. Mm. That's huge. I think that's like, I don't know how, what on the meter of things, this is important, but I think forgiveness is the biggest thing ever. Life is a little messy, you know, and that if we can find the areas right. of forgiveness, mm-hmm. we're open. To it. If someone hasn't forgiven someone, like, I don't want to talk to you, get goodbye, you know, mm-hmm. and, but then, you know, unfortunately, you can at least write a letter yeah. and mm-hmm. burn it or whatever. I do love that. You yeah. know, like there's these moments yeah. you don't actually need to physically get closure, but I will that's why I always use if God allows it because then I do find even Dylan, I'm fully integrated. There's still that like 100% soul initiatal kind of like completion that I think is really good to honor. I want to mm-hmm. just add that and then Courtney can go, but if you let go of the pride you have over something, Boom. there's something intense that happens when you let go, you talk to somebody, and you say, hey, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm owning it. There's actually, I would even go as far as to say, your ego's all wrapped into it, and you really don't want to, you know, even say that you were wrong or say that, you know, because everyone has their own perspective, and we respect that. We have empathy for it. However, I would even say, there's a level of ecstasy that comes with just, it's my fault. I relief, own this shit. It's relief. It's just like, oh, I actually feel so good that I'm like, you almost cry it out because you're just, I'm like on the phone, but even in person. <laughs> uh, but like even in person. I, I mean on the phone because like maybe that person's distant at this point for in your sure. life, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like just for be, being able to be like, I, I own my shit a hundred percent there's this relief that comes from it. it's like man it's it's me it's me and i'm I, i'm sorry and this is the way it happened i'm telling you someone out there could be incomplete with you on something and it just feels so fucking good and maybe they don't work with you anymore old coworker or old boss or somebody who went to school with you five years ago like whatever it is just being able to do that i i know for sure there's been moments where, especially with like dating, oh my gosh, with dating and not even relationships, but just dating and hey, you had a fling and uh, things just got weird and, and you stopped communication or whatever. I've, I've even gotten closure with some of those random things like years ago. I remember thinking like, that was wrong what I did with this person or I, I stopped talking to her or this or that. And it's just, just being able to reach out and be like, hey, I was, I was not you know, in a good space at that time. And I just want to mm-hmm. apologize. I feel like this is what really happened. And I feel like we deviated and, and I just want to get clear. And I'm sorry for that. Little things like that can happen. Yeah, I like that. And so what about for the people listening who are on the other side of that, and they're having a hard time with forgiveness, right? Because forgiveness is not always easy. Right. I, I have something and, and it's bold. It mm-hmm. takes boldness, but it's uh, the fear of looking good needs to drop. You have this quote, like, you're in the stands, having all your judgments, or you're on the court playing the game. And I believe that's vulnerability. Just vulnerability and letting go of looking good. That's the number one fear, I feel like, if you can let go of that. Like, you're, 
maybe open to forgiveness. Then you're like open to taking accountability, open to letting go of pride. So I think it stems can, to a Can you unpack that a little bit? In what way? Um, with the looking good part. The f- yeah, like letting go. So I know that we, we probably need to wrap this up a little bit, but yeah. just the thing is I find people are paralyzed with trying to look good. Oh, I don't know if I should say this because what if I don't do this and what if I look stupid and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, that's you in the stands. Yeah. Watching the game happen. I got it. When you get in the court, you're playing the game and that's you. I'm just going to speak from my heart. I'm going to surrender and I'm going to open up into vulnerability. And that's where I'm not going to care if I look good or not. I'm being me. Yeah. But how often does somebody for- have forgiveness and then friends or family are like, you shouldn't forgive that person. They fucked you over. They screwed you up and they, pen- they keep poking you as if you're weak for forgiving somebody, for mm-hmm. screwing you. And that's another point of like being to let go of the image of like, yeah. dude, you don't need to be this ma- super masculine, especially for, especially for men out there. But I'm, I'm don't know Dylan and me. He's talking to a lot of men that pride is the f- ridiculous. It's like blocker. Of it's many like the things. dudes shoved you in the. That's their shit or whatever. And it's like just forget. It doesn't it's not weakness. It's actually like it's the highest level of integrity. You're like, no, nah, I, I forgive because. It literally doesn't matter, you know, anymore. And, and it does. It's not a. It's not a form of weakness. Well, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with forgiveness because, you know, it's, it's like, how can you forgive someone who wronged me so bad? Like, how, like they wronged me so bad. Like, I can never forgive that, right? Right. But it's like I think if you can look at it as like by you holding on to that pain, right you're sacrificing your own peace. So Boom. ultimately you're doing a disservice to yourself. Um, and I think also getting support because honestly, some people have been hurt super bad. And I know that that's like really hard to totally. to forgive someone because um, people do some fucked up shit out there. Oh, so yeah. I would say like getting support, like getting some type of mentor or talking to a counselor or a therapist, like there's nothing wrong with that to just help you work through that and knowing that forgiveness also doesn't happen overnight. So give yourself grace and patience, but like be willing to move forward. I think also sometimes it's harder to get closure on things that are ongoing, you know? Mm. Like I think the idea of forgiveness is like, okay, well, it makes me think about, you know, growing up with my family and like certain family members really just kind of not being good for me and Mm -hmm. causing some issues and so it's like okay I can I can let this go and I've talked to my therapist about this so many times I try to just forgive and and forget about it but the problem is that it's like it's still present it's Mm -hmm. still in my life it still happens regularly and it's like it's there are some things in our life that we might never get closure on you know like it might happen when that person pat like years after they pass away and then i'll finally be like oh like i can let that go and maybe not you know because if it's like 10 20 years of someone doing something to you and you don't really like have an out or an escape of, of in that situation it's like it's sometimes maybe it's just going to be part of you and part of your wounding um and that's okay too. I, I, if it's something ongoing, it deals with boundaries more, more than likely. Yeah, it's hard to have closure with with someone who you still have a relationship with, whether that's a family member or what have you. Like, like I still have 
a relationship with my daughter's father. We're not together, but he's still a person who is going to be a part of my life. So it's like, there's some pieces of that, that like, yeah, that that's like a gray area. And then I totally relate with you with like a family member. Like I definitely have family members that I still feel very activated by. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done so much freaking work around it. And mm-hmm. you would not believe the depths of work. And I still am holding on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, Why don't I have clothes right I'm now? I'm still pissed. <laughs> so, I love that so you just. Yeah. I think it's just like. Express it. It's like there's a level of like, okay, I love and accept you. Boundary. Mm. Yes. And I'm, st- you know, but it's like, yes. they're a family member. So how do you close the door on yeah. a family? I, I, yeah. I got it. This hits home so hard. I'm exactly in this boat, but I'm going to, I'm going to give a secret away that I really done with it. Um, I've had that with my family my whole life and mm-hmm. done lots of work as a man to like go through that stuff heavy. And it's an ongoing thing because it's like my family. And it's at some point my family's like can isolated in a small box. So it's like, all I had at one point. Mm-hmm. The act of forgiveness took me 15 years of intense anger to let go of. Is it possible? 100%. Mm-hmm. Here's what I live in that has brought me a holy grail of peace with this. Is I've already made closure on a soul contract level with them as if they've already passed. I literally live in a way that like I've already gotten complete with certain things. And I know this is tricky to explain. But like seeking the counsel is something I wanted to share as a tool for people. But like mm-hmm. when I can actually have a soul contract with someone that's ongoing in this, that I'm never complete and I'm so resentful on the way you show up and yada, yada, yada. And let's like, so just explain, I'm very, very expressive, but I'm holding like 5% of the expressiveness that I held with this for a long time and actually went through the process of forgiving someone because there's so much and it's going to continue being that way. And it's still fucked up a little bit mm-hmm. and it's probably never going to get better. Is it that you'll never get closure? I refuse to believe that because I actually have. And I feel literally that I'm with their spirit, not them. Very intricate conversation, but I literally felt like their pure part is with me and I'm complete with that. They've already found their destiny and on my path and I'm in alignment with that. Not all that matters. When I see you, you don't trigger me anymore. Mm. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not triggered by it anymore. I just make my boundary and I am who I am, you know? Mm. That is Well, you're just more evolved huge. than I am then. That is actually very... <laughs> um, so, let's, uh, that was the biggest thing I've done in my powerful. life. Powerful. That was the biggest thing I've done in my life. And I'll be honest, I live in ecstasy from somewhere I was in such a hell. Mm. So I just want to offer that's that. that's beautiful. Thank that's you for sharing huge. that. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I Men, just, seek counsel. <laughs> yes. Get counsel. Yeah, <laughs> not just that. I was actually going to comment because then I'll let you... Seeking counsel is also talking to a friend. Maybe this podcast has made you think of something that you're not closed with. Literally, Mm -hmm. we didn't even have this conversation before we started the podcast. All of these thoughts and genuine reactions have been us just (laughs) uh, sleepy, but also (laughs) uh, just experiencing this conversation in its entirety. So, I just want to mention that. And so... If you feel, I feel like all of us actually therapeutically talked some shit out even right now on this podcast. So seeking counsel doesn't mean like go hire help. It means like talk to a really solid, what I would say confidant maybe and and be like, bring that up. Hey, remember that ex I had two years ago? Yeah, I feel like this is what I did or this or that. And and who knows, you know? And also, if you do actually want to hire a counselor, do that. Because there's a lot of really amazing like therapeutic things you can do to work through 
the forgiveness piece and the healing. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like releasing things emotionally. So like my therapist does a lot of embodiment exercises. Mm -hmm. Like when you're angry, like pushing up against the wall and screaming and like letting out all these things that have been repressed. Um, I think that's all about what it is. It's just like letting out things Mm -hmm. that you felt like have been unacknowledged, like unacknowledged parts of yourself and that experience. And like I had a fling with somebody and I truly wanted I actually didn't really want closure, but it was like, it kept me up every single night. And I was like, okay, clearly this is not over for me. Like this is, this is bigger than I want this to be. Hey, you need to come get closure right now. And I didn't <laughs> want it. I was like, go away. I, I really have no interest in this, but I did. I did. And to me, it wasn't actually worth confronting the person about, I didn't want to have that whole conversation. So I did that thing and I wrote him a letter. Like I put his name, I wrote everything I thought and felt. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Cause I'm like super practical. And I'm just like, it's not dumb, but I was like, uh-huh. I, I was skeptical. That's the right word. I was skeptical. And then I woke up the next day, never thought about it again. Boom. It was like this healing closer moment. You and got, I was like, wow, you got to experience it. So, yeah, so just to kind of wrap up all of our advice, like really ask yourself like if this is a conversation you need to have, go in without any expectations with the other person and maybe have the closure within yourself first and work on really releasing the emotion, the unacknowledged part of yourself in mm-hmm. order to be able to forgive. I love that. And I love the letter writing yeah. idea. Like as if you're writing the letter to them even. Yeah, like to them. Like cuz someone could be you know, past or mm-hmm. unwilling to have the conversation. And mm-hmm. so writing it like you are speaking it mm-hmm. to them is so therapeutic. And then mm-hmm. also you can just even write whatever the heck comes out um, and burn it. Yeah. You should all think of if your own name is on a burnt letter somewhere. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the... <laughs> you're honoring a part of life and it's experiencing that i really think mm-hmm. we need to like stop repressing and start expressing yes even yes. if it's just for us mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. you know so amen thanks so. for tuning in yeah thanks so much Shane. all of our details are down below definitely check them out all right yeah much love y'all bye peace bye